0: Welcome to the Informants Nerdcast, presented by Nerd Informants Media. The Informants Nerdcast is powered by Branson's IMAX Entertainment Complex, The Sign Man and Hollister, Comic Force, White River Design Company, and 1984 Branson Arcade. Well, here we go. Season 1 continues on for the Informants Nerdcast. This is Episode 9. I am a nerd, and I am Josh Grisham. I'm also a nerd, and you can call me Tim Church. Well, we find ourselves in a new month in the month of August, and we, of course, couldn't leave you fellow geeks and nerds going that long without some good old-fashioned informants information. That is what we excel in, and, of course, you can find this podcast on all available platforms wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast Nation, we have got you covered, and of course, a huge shout-out to all of our new fans that have found the Informants Nerdcast and become a fan. Again, a reminder to you, if you like what you hear, give us a like, give us a share. Tell all your family members and friends. And a matter of fact, it's become a trending thing. Uh, I got a shout-out to uh, Matthew Hamp as well because it started with Dad. Dad passed it down to the kids, and now it's become a thing amongst the family. <laughs> and and that's really cool. That makes me feel good personally. makes yeah. me feel like we're doing something right.
1: No, uh, people have been responding in greatness, and I am so appreciative of it. Uh, I, I got to shout out our friends, uh, Matt Levingston, as well as Gav- Gareth Sever. Excuse me. I, we're just starting, and I'm already tongue-tied this, for this podcast, so we're going to force through it, though. I thought he uh, was
0: exercise <laughs> the demons.
1: Uh, I didn't do my high school musical warm-ups as I typically do. (laughs) Ma! Ma! We'll get that done later. Uh, So let me start this over. I also want to give a shout-out to our friends Matt Livingston as well as uh, Gareth Sever with Buckets and Boards. Yes. Uh, I went and checked out their show uh, here in Branson as I am fulfilling my duties as the new entertainment editor at the newspaper, and they took it upon themselves during their show to give myself... And Mr. Grisham and our new podcast, a shout out. So, uh, very much appreciative of them.
0: And that's pretty awesome. A shout out coming from the masters of percussion.
1: Exactly. The rhythmic duo, as I've so nicknamed them in my article. Wow. Uh, I don't know if they're going to like that or not.
0: But, you know, honestly, I just can I just say something real fast? Yeah. I just want to live inside Gareth's beard. <laughs> I just want to curl up in there and, and just build a home. Set it's pretty excellent. I wonder if he's got a timeshare option for his beard.
1: (laughs) I'm sure he does. You know, what are you looking at?
0: Like March through April? That's kind of... Probably just, I want to be an expat. Just live there year after year. Oh, okay. Excellent. Excellent. You call me. Let me know and I'll crawl out of his beard to come in and record the podcast with you. Uh, with that
1: said, hopefully down the yeah. line, we will be bringing those fellas on to uh, join us that they showed some interests. And that so, would be so cool. So, you know, I, I think we've reached the potential. I mean, what, what are we on? What episode is this? Um, we're in season one, sir. And this is
0: episode nine,
1: episode nine. So I feel like once we hit episode 10, that means we can start branching out and bringing in some guests, right? Can we just
0: go ahead and call it quits once we get to double digits? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think our work is done here, Tim. I'm kidding.
1: Oh. Gave me hope. I thought I was gonna have my Wednesday nights back.
0: I get to retire. No, you can't retire yet. We're both gonna uh. do this even from the grave. The informants <laughs> nerdcast from the grave. All right. A new meaning to nerd informants beyond. Dude, you know, if you keep letting me ramble, we're never gonna get this done. Would yeah. you would you like the honors of kicking off this week's episode or would you like me to do that, my Ooh. friend? I'm
1: kind of partial. I'm I'll pretty excited for this news. So I think I'm going to steal this one and, and take it first. Come on. Let's roast bone for the honors. <laughs>
0: I'll you for it. I don't even know. Yeah, I haven't played Farkle in a long time. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Anyhow, uh, pretty cool news. Disney is reportedly eyeing Mr. Tom Hanks to play Geppetto in Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio. So that that's a pretty big deal. Uh, Can we
0: just have him play a cross between Mr. Rogers and Geppetto and just call him Mr. Geppetto?
1: Ooh, Mr. Geppetto's Neighborhood. Come on in, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a look at the land of make-believe.
0: I I like (laughs) this. I mean, if any actor can tap into that childhood wonder Mm -hmm. and I think really bring zeal to that particular role and amazement in creation it'll be Tom Hanks. I couldn't agree more. Uh, and it's not the first time he's dabbled in a Disney-esque role. Correct. That
1: is very correct. And, you know, Geppetto's always been seen with a mustache, so I'm pretty salt excited to see, you know, you know, him getting a little salt and pepper again. You know, we saw it in Sully, uh, but I think that was more full white. So I think, you know, we had Walt Disney mustache. We had Sully mustache. You think uh, maybe Mr. Rogers with a mustache? Frankly, I was hoping he would keep the Tom Hanks beard for Mr. Rogers. So that was a slight disappointment.
0: Well, so. I mean, really, I I think this is going to be really good. I mean, kind of salt and pepper up his hair. Yeah. Give him a nice, bushy mustache some glasses, and I can see him disappear into the role of Geppetto uh-huh. very easily. I like 100%. this casting. I'm, really I'm
1: 100% do. game for it, 100%. Mm.
0: So that really was where we, we left off as we go back in time a full week here on this episode of the Informants Nerdcast. I mean, the, the the meme ability was really strong this week, and huge props to everybody that came in and gave us a like, a thumbs up, and have shared it. We had a lot of good content in that regard. But first, jumping into the Christmas season 2020 for Mr. Church, he does this, you know. He he kind of goes in on Facebook and he panders. I think he's onto something. He he's really got this 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 smart idea. But you found a fantastic for things head piece prop. I mean, I looked at this and I'm like, dude, th- this is kind of morbid, man. It, it, yeah, I mean, this is like Wayne's World opening up a box on Christmas, going, if this is a severed head, I'm going to be very upset. But how could you be upset? This is kind of cool, but it's kind of creepy.
1: Yeah, it, it is very creepy. Um, <laughs> Why would you want it? Sir- okay, so th- this is an actual prop uh, from the Fantastic Four movie that mm-hmm. was directed by Tim Story, where Ch- Michael Checklis, uh actually performed as The Thing, as Ben Grimm. And as you know, I am a huge Ben Grimm fan. <laughs> I-, I love The Thing. Um, and so I very much ha- have a strong interest <laughs> in having a piece like this added to my collection. I'm going
0: to go over to your toy shelf and I'm going to hide Hulk's
1: eyes <laughs> and hear you say that. Uh, but here's the thing. The, the current owner, uh, which I believe is in Canada, if I'm reading this eBay listing right.
0: Do we have to drive to Canada to pick this thing up?
1: If we want to save about seventy-five dollars in shipping, yes, um, but that's not even the brunt of it. They're currently asking approximately four thousand seven hundred and eighty-seven dollars and zero point one cents. Is this a, this? had better be an
0: authentic replica. So that's Is what this I'm a thinking. mold.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking that this was actually a screened use mask for Michael Chiklis in the movie because, as compared to the. Uh, the Fantastic Four that they recently came out with, that we try not to talk about too much.
0: Don't you do that. uh,
1: Where they used a ton of CGI to bring Ben Grimm to life. They, They actually had an actual thing, costume that Michael Checklist was actually like built into before production. So, I mean, it really doesn't have a heavy description, but just by basing the wear and tear of it, it looks like something that was used and worn in the film. So, Anyway, to wrap up a very long, drawn-out piece of news, there is a Marvel's Fantastic Four Thang headpiece prop for sale currently on eBay. Visit our Facebook page. You can click on the link. Check it out for yourself. I am now looking for Christmas presents, so if somebody wants to bring that to our doorstep on Christmas Eve, uh, it wouldn't hurt my feelings.
0: Well, whatsoever you might just you might just get your wish, but I would suggest we go to say that seventy five dollars on shipping. We take a nerd informants field trip up to Canada. I've never been. I hear it's lovely this time of year.
1: I'd love to check out Tim Hortons. I heard it's delicious. What is that? I don't know. It was just in all the How I Met Your Mother shows. Is
0: so, this could be a potentially real place yeah, to Tim, go and eat.
1: Yeah, Tim Hortons is actually a restaurant. I, I don't remember what they described it as, but I like to think of it like maybe as a mix between Denny's and Dairy Queen.
0: Personally, when I hear the name Tim Hortons, I think of something like God's Buffet. Oh,
1: I don't, I don't What do you think
0: would be on God's Buffet? I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Lamb chops. But that's an important question. You smart aleck, <laughs> like you. Hey, well. Wow, the Lord's watching. The Lord is watching this podcast. Just saying. Anywho, uh, you better move on. Otherwise, I'm going to keep this yeah, thing
1: going. Yeah, we're, we're, we're on a roll today. I tell you what, guys. Uh, one Tim hour Warden's in, three news
0: stories. God's Buffet.
1: So here we go. Street Fighters 5? Yeah, Street Final Fighter 5. season. We'll see Dan, Rose, Oro, and Akira Kazama of Rival Schools join the game Capcom announced during a very special live stream earlier
0: this very afternoon. We have got a lot of Street Fighter V players I know that listen to this podcast. My dear friend, my best buddy, Mr. Thomas Hunt. We grew up playing Street Fighter, having massive battles between Ken and Ryu, and this is a great roster addition, and it's hard to believe that it's the final season. They have put so much into this game. And it's big on the fighting scene, but you go in and you add Hot Pink Justice and Dan in there. Oh, man, fighters are going to love that. He's got some great cancel moves, some very funny specials, some great taunts. Rose Oro, Akira Kazama. This is a great, great, great addition to an already great fighting game. So I look forward to checking that out. That might actually get me to revisit Street Fighter V. Big stuff. I love it. Well, HBO Max... Is HBO Max even a thing anymore? It's been like a mass exodus of content leaving that streaming service. Uh-huh. Not going to be doing them any favors, but it is NBC and Universal's Peacock's gain. They announced that all eight Harry Potter films will be available to stream in Windows starting later this year, rolling into 2021, including on Peacock's free ad-supported tier. So that's huge. Uh-huh. That is really, really huge. So you can go and not pay for Peacock and still get this. So I really liked that a lot. Really, this is not big news to me. If they came out and said, "Hey, we're going to make all of Saved by the Bell available on the free uh, the the ad supported tier," then that would be big news to me. Now, the Octo the movies based on J.K. Rowling's famed fantasy book series is set to roll off of HBO Max. You've got until August twenty fifth. This is after Warner Media had carved out a three month window for the popular franchise following its launch, and honestly. We can't sit here and say that it's going to stay on Peacock. I mean, you go into 2021, I think it's going to move quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. You know. You want that bidding war type situation.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. And, you know, the the Warner Brothers, NBC, they've got a pretty good relationship going, clearly. Uh, So I could definitely see a lot of back and forth over the coming years. I don't think that Harry Potter will have an official home for good. Mm-hmm. I, I think Very it's going to bounce, bounce around quite a bit. Cause I remember whenever I was like in college, like it was on Netflix. So, I mean, it jumps around quite a bit. It was on Netflix when you were in college. Yeah. When I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember watching oh. all the, like the lineup to the films because my s- junior year of college is when the final film came out um, of Harry Potter, the, Definitely, how halos part
0: two. So I'm forgetting things at a really rapid pace. I think I'm aging too quickly. I don't remember that.
1: You're getting up there.
0: Uh, Well, anyhow. So let's talk about something
1: kind of strange. Um, (laughs) Is it strange? I find it odd. I do, honestly. Why? Why? Um, because here's the thing, ninja, who quote-unquote, is one of the most popular video game streamers in the entire world. <laughs> Debatable. If not the most popular streamer. Uh, he shocked everyone when he left Twitch to go stream exclusively for Microsoft's Mixer, okay? But then Mixer folded, and now he's been in limbo since then, but possibly he's coming back to Twitch? Is so... is,
0: is millionaire limbo really a bad thing? He's fine. He is fine. <laughs> So i I guess my question
1: is, and why I say that this news is odd, is you know, you break up with a girl, you go find another girl, then that girl I guess disappears. <laughs> and then, then you decide to go back to the old girlfriend. Then, I mean
0: Then girl dies in a tragic blimp accident over the orange bowl. Good year? No, no, the worst. worst. <laughs> uh so <laughs>
1: Here's the thing. So maybe Ninja's back on Twitch. Maybe he's not. But my question is, is Twitch going to welcome Ninja back with open arms? Are they going to be excited to have him back Dude, as a of course
0: they are. They banned Dr. Disrespect, and they still haven't given a reason for it. Yeah, they're hurting. I mean, and, hurting. and Dr. Disrespect, he... Guys, I guess the what I'm going to add to this whole story here about Ninja, just think about my inner monologue right now that's basically screaming, is Butterbean okay? <laughs> He's going to be fine no matter where he ends up. Matter of fact, Ninja can go ahead and start his own campaign. What we didn't tell you with this story is that, yeah, if he goes back to Twitch, big deal. He's going to be popular. We know that. He's going to make millions of dollars in endorsements. And he's already announced that he's going to be focusing on other projects, movies, Hollywood. So, Lord only knows, there's probably going to be a Spider-Man reboot in 2030. And guess who's going to be playing Peter Parker? It's going to be freaking Ninja. I'm sorry. I wish I could I wish I could tell you that that's not going to happen but just just go ahead and strap in. That's the future that that we're going to be envisioning here in the next 10 years or so. It's going to be ninja everything.
1: Yeah, I just want to throw this out to all our our Twitch leadership that actually listens to the podcast that you know they're they're tuning into this episode. Nerd Informant Gaming is a new viable option to take Ninja's spot, and we'd it be is. more than well
0: welcome to take those endorsements. And we are we are not invading the string cheese space. You go to the grocery store. You want to go out and you want to buy some craft. You don't want to trip over Ninja's likeness just to buy some string cheese. Nerd Informant Gaming and San Dimas High School Football Rules. The official title treatment for hashtag the Suicide Squad is now out. Director James Gunn revealed we are going to be getting our first look at the film, and we've only got 17 days to wait until this all comes out. Now, depending upon when you listen to this podcast, the day could actually be potentially closer. That is a mild disclaimer. DC Fandom, that's going to be the big one, but the title treatment is out, and dude, it is like comic accurate. I like it. It's kind of like Pulp Fiction meets Reservoir Dogs meets the DC Universe with the bullet holes. I like it. I like the look. No, I really I, do.
1: I, I'm definitely for it. I, I like it a lot. Um, I'm curious to see how long that will last. Is, is this exactly what it's going to look like on on the uh, the, the DVD box? Um, or or is this just a, a placeholder for now?
0: Do you know how sexy this would look in, like, a steelbook?
1: Honestly, that's what I'm thinking, man. Oh, like, yes.
0: And just and just have it be that. Have the whole steelbook be yellow and then the bright red logos kind of raised up out of the mm-hmm. box a little bit on the front. Perfect. Yep. That's all I would need. That's it. You're sold. You're done. Don't decorate the crap out of it. Just leave it like that.
1: Yeah, I'm 100% game for that. James Gunn, I know you're listening, so go ahead and make that happen. Yep, James. Uh, so here's the thing. We've been covering the oh. former oh. cast oh. of Jurassic Park pretty closely as they are making their triumphant return to Jurassic World Dominion. And I think you, could, uh, you can
0: go ahead and lump both posts yeah. in this. Yeah.
1: And I think that's what I'm going to do. Uh, so just today, our good, dear, lovely Laura Dern shared her first set photo from Jurassic World Dominion, and frankly, it's just an amazing sight to see, and for those of you who haven't had a chance to see it, I'm going to spell it out for you. We've got two director's chairs Mm. that are on the set Jurassic World Dominion, and one chair says Dr. Ellie Sadler, the other one says Dr. Alan Grant, and it's- You know, just by looking at these, I know that the second they come on screen together on Jurassic World Dominion, I will start crying. I will. There's no doubt in my mind that that's going to happen. And I'm really hoping that it's something very epic and personal and and heartfelt for them to come on screen at the moment that they do. So I'm really hoping that that their their return to the franchise is done much better than Jeff Goldblum's does what was in uh, Fallen Kingdom, you know. He was just in a courtroom and that was that was pretty upsetting so but i won't go into that also this week we got to see an old friend uh it was
0: perfect it was so perfect
1: sam Neill shared a look at his dr alan grant hat which in my mind is just about as iconic as the indiana jones hat as the captain crunch hat as the
0: captain crunch <laughs> that stuff will peel the roof off your mouth it's dangerous. <laughs>
1: Uh, so seriously, like seeing that just got me all sorts of excited on top of that. Sam Neill has been really awesome and putting content out and, you know, he shared a throwback photo from Jurassic World or Jurassic Park three, uh, featuring him saying he's getting ready to rumble with the dinosaurs again. So seriously, I'm looking forward to to uh, following these guys as they're returning, and more importantly, I'm looking forward to seeing their return in this movie. Like, it can't happen soon enough.
0: I I look at this. Those two have had their their moments in the sun, posting their iconic photos in the run-up to this movie. You know who's coming next. Dr. Ian Malcolm.
1: Oh, yes. And here's the thing. Jeff Goldblum
0: will have his turn, and wouldn't it be cool if we got a set photo and it's just his sunglasses and a leather jacket?
1: See, here's the thing: if he's Perfect. not wearing his leather jacket in this film, I will, I will, I will riot. Uh, uh
0: um, the d- 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 dino, dino droppings, dr- droppings? <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, really? That is one big pile.
1: Life finds a way. Chaos theory. Yeah, we could go back and forth all day.
0: I know. I mean, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so, I'm at peace. Those posts have brought me a measure of zen. Mm-hmm. Dino zen. Yep. There is no chaos theory. Yeah. Best news ever. I mean, obviously, it's hard to top that. But this, in my book, is epic. My childhood is returning, and I've got to say thank you to Comedy Central. The Nickelodeon cartoon that gave the world Powdered Man Log. What rolls downstairs, rolls over in pairs, rolls over your neighbor's dog? What's great for a snack? It fits on your back. It's log, log, log. It's log, it's log. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. Comedy Central announced on Wednesday morning that a rebooted incarnation of Ren and Stimpy would join its growing animation lineup. The world rejoiced. We're excited to reinvent this iconic franchise with a new creative team and our partners at the Nickelodeon Animation Studio. That statement coming from Chris McCarthy, who is president of Viacom's CBS Entertainment and Youth Group. Ren and Stimpy will join the rapidly expanding roster of adult animation, including South Park, Beavis and Butthead, and Clone High, as we continue to reimagine our treasure chest of beloved IP for new generations. Ren, Stimpy, boys, welcome back. Keep the campiness, keep the weirdness, don't you dare change for this new generation because we need some culture. We need some spice. We need people like Tim Church seeing snippets of this stuff on YouTube and going, what in the heck am I watching? I thought the cartoons I watched were weird, but this is absolutely insane. That's the perfect endorsement right there. <laughs> put it in the B-roll, put it in the sizzle reel for the commercials. You're done. Would you? What'd I mean... Seriously, and you
1: quoted me perfectly because honestly, I I, I never, I didn't grow up watching Ren and Stimpy. I feel like that was just a little bit ahead of my time.
0: You're a better person Uh, for it.
1: So, I mean, I grew up with Pinky and the Brain and Cat Dog and, and, you know, Rugrats and those things that were on the verge of weird, but I feel like they had graduated to a new level of appropriateness. Ren and Stimpy reminds me a lot of Cow and Chicken. And the awkward and the grossness that, yeah. that they brought to the screen in animated form. Um, so I'm interested to see exactly what they're going to do. Maybe they can make a fan out of me with the new stuff. But I can definitely say after watching the few minutes of clips that we did, that I don't think I could sit down and binge watch the original series without you know, you know, clawing my eyes out. It, it was very disturbing. Like it really was. And i was just like, wow, that that was cartoons back in the day oh joy look at all this
0: fan mail gosh my collection of rare incurable diseases vandalized you fat bloated bag of protoplasm it's just oh it's oh that's perfect you're gonna fall in love with it and yes you're gonna binge it and yes you're gonna get weirder Food isn't going to taste the same. You're going to stop bathing for like a month. It's going to be fantastic.
1: Yeah, we can't have that happen again. That was a pretty You're going to get month. banned
0: from parks. It's going to be great. I'm so looking forward to this. Oh, the corruption of Tim Church. What a fun deal. Oh, gosh. I'm going to go
1: watch some Touch by an Angel and happy, try not happy. to think about it.
0: No, the only thing that can cure you is murder, she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Diagnosis murder. I would give anything for a date with Angela Lounsbury.
1: Oh, me too.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's talk I'm about Sweating. S-
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Let, let's talk about this because I think people are going to be excited about this. Sarah Paulson says that she'll be, quote unquote, be directing something for Ryan Murphy's new American Horror Story spinoff, American Horror Stories. Spinoff story, the spinoff series will be a companion anthology series to AHS where each episode is a standalone ghost story. So...
0: Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) So, I mean, really, Sarah Paulson became a household name because of American Horror Story. Like, honestly, I knew who she was, but I didn't know who she was. And honestly, since that show has taken off and taken the links that it has in, you know, uh, television history, frankly, her name has been anywhere and everywhere since then. Uh, so, frankly, I, I, I'm excited to see what happens with the new spinoff. I'm even more excited to see her direct some episodes. I think it's well-deserved, and she deserves a chance to do it. I don't know how much she's directed before, so I, I didn't look that up. So, um, I'm sure she has. I mean, with her with her credits, it wouldn't surprise me one bit.
0: The crazy stuff that she has already seen with American Horror Story. She's got enough inspiration to last her a lifetime, so I'm <laughs> I'm interested in seeing what she comes up with, and this isn't going to be the only time we mention Sarah Paulson's name in this episode of the Informant's Nerdcast. Um, Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson, those two are the gif that keep on giving the whole year round, Clark. <laughs> they had a nice little uh, Twitter conversation back and forth, and this started with Ryan Reynolds basically creating his cut of Green Lantern, which is absolutely nuts, Features an appearance from Tom Cruise, of all people. Mm. And then a bloody script, and then Ryan Reynolds blowing his whole head off. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. You can go and watch the video online. It's quite the watch. But it started first with Ryan Reynolds and this. I'm not playing Hawkman and Black Adam, although I generally do whatever the hell The Rock tells me to do. I would, however, love to be in Zack Snyder's Justice League movie, and I've heard I may already be in it. Hashtag Snyder Cut. God, I wish Joe Godet was on this cast right now and he would be doing Ryan Reynolds' voice way better than I would. Of course, I wasn't trying either. To which Dwayne Johnson replied. He says, You are playing Hawkman and that's that. You're also Deadpool, Green Lantern, when you want because you own the intellectual property. You're in the Zack Snyder Justice League movie and you're also at heaven. Uh, Kevin Hart for real's dad. Like in real life, as per your blood test. <laughs> so, um... I think that uh, we've got something interesting cooking. And yes, Rock, we do smell it. (laughs) Nicely done. I I really, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, there is no telling what these two are up to. But I like it. Yeah.
1: So, man, we could talk about this forever. So I'm going to make two main points real quick. A, Justice League movie is rumored to have an appearance by a Green Lantern. That appearance is possibly going to be Ryan Reynolds. We don't know that for a fact, so that's what he...
0: What if it's Kevin Hart?
1: If it's Kevin Hart, I'm going to (laughs) cry. He is not the Jon Stewart that I want in this film. Uh, So here's the thing. I, I really would like to see Ryan Reynolds have a cameo in Zack Snyder's Justice League and set up the potential for him to return as Hal Jordan. I know a lot of people are against the Green Lantern movie. But frankly, in my opinion, it had its moments that I enjoyed. Uh, Most of it being Ryan Reynolds' performance as Hal Jordan. I think he did a wonderful job of bringing Hal's characteristics to life, and I would very much like to see him brought back for another film. I think it was unfair to him that they tried to speedball and make that movie super quickly and unprofessionally, and the graphics were awful. They could have done so much better as well as picked a better script. But, you know, they, they were hoping to ride that whole movie on Ryan Reynolds' career, which, you know, they were able to do until people watched it. Um, so here's hoping that at least The Rock is partially right. Mm. Yeah, I'll leave that there for Very you to think well on. Said.
0: Very well said. I'm going to chew on that for a little bit. You chew on that while not, I tell not, people not this. Not literally chew on it. I'm not that hungry. Well, you don't want to hurt your teeth
1: yeah uh we just got those new dentures
0: yep so I gum my podcast
1: <laughs> I really sink my gums into that
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: Peacock chairman Matt Strauss says unseen material from the office will be introduced to the show when it hits the NBC streaming service Peacock. Quote unquote, we will be reintroducing The Office in a more complete way, incorporating elements that were not part of the original broadcast, Strauss said in an interview with Bloomberg. Now, we don't quite know what that means. Does that mean that there's going to be extra episodes or? They're gonna reintroduce deleted scenes from episodes into the original
0: episodes to make them longer. It's just gonna be a huge tease. We're just gonna get a new title sequence, and that's gonna be it. You know. <laughs> and if they did that, I'd be okay with it because, it frankly, what? it
1: always bothered me a little bit that they always they only put the five main people. They only put. How could you be okay with that? That's like not even trying. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't be okay with just that. I would be okay with them doing that. Okay, I should clarify. Uh, yeah, it always bothered me that B- BJ Novic got you know you know opening role credit or whatever <laughs> opening credits, and nobody else did. Like he was, I don't know. Ryan was the worst. Uh, anyway, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, I love The Office. I've binge watched it through at least three times since uh, since college. How long was that series? Uh, nine seasons. Nine. You seasons. binged that three times? Yeah, yeah. I, I binged it uh, right before it ended. So I watched it on Hulu. They used to have it on Hulu, and I watched all the seasons and then watched the final season um, while I was my senior year in college because I believe that's when The Office ended was in 2012 or thirteen? I could be wrong about that. I'm sure Corey is watching or listening to this, and he's going to correct me. Uh, And then I watched it again when it first hit Netflix. uh, When I had a Netflix account back in, I don't know when it was, after I graduated. So let, let's just say 2015, somewhere in there. Uh, and then I rewatched it again about two years ago. So yeah. So I, have seen the office three times now. have seen parks and rec twice. Uh, and I've seen thrent, I've seen friends four times. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm one of those people. So don't try to introduce me to something new cause I'm not going to touch it.
0: I'm gonna find your body in the recliner I gave you. I just I know that I know this is going to happen.
1: And he found him, he was covered in Cheeto dust and not breathing.
0: Hey, uh come over here for a second. Doesn't Tim look a little dead to you? <laughs> not any more than normal. Can't
1: can't pry the remote out of his cold dead hands.
0: <laughs> I, I think I found something that you that you would definitely want to bid on. All right. You're going to need more wall space. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. auction.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going
0: to be taking place this November. It's going to be a big one featuring over 500 lots. Now, putting that into perspective, that is massive.
1: Huge. That's
0: a huge... Huge, huge auction. Huge. It's, there's never been an auction like this before. Absolutely huge. Nobody does an auction one. like
1: this. It's the biggest one you have against
0: It it's gonna be it's gonna be great. You you look at the memos, you look look at the books. Five hundred lots. Do the math. That's a math that, that nobody has an auction like this. Anyway. Preview gallery available right now over at Prop Store's official website. New galleries will be revealed every Friday, so. Uh, This is going to be about a week or so out, plus every Friday starting August 14th. So go back every week because you think you've seen it all, you haven't. That's a big space of time in the run-up to the auction in November. What are you going to buy? It includes props, costumes, set pieces from all seven seasons of the series, and not only will they include the characters created for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but other characters with ties to the Marvel Cinematic Universe who have appeared on the show over the years. Think about this. If you're a cosplayer, this is heaven. Mm-hmm. If you're a prop collector, it's heaven. November, dreams come true for all of you S.H.I.E.L.D. fans. Love it. I mean, honestly. Uh, would you buy something from this? I would love you to gonna scope something it out? from this.
1: Uh, here's the thing. Those auctions are so expensive. Uh, like, literally, unless you're buying like a coffee mug or like a pin or a lanyard or something. If you're buying something more serious, like an article of clothing or an actual like like a gun or a prop, like one of the ice guns from the show, perhaps, mm-hmm. it's probably going to run you in a few thousand dollars um, because people are willing to pay that kind of money for these props. It's kind of insane on how much people are willing to pay. So that's uh, what to, it does. To, to, to ha- <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. And you probably know this, but Bill Paxton, the late, great Bill Paxton, was on the show for a little while. Um, Oh, yeah,
0: you know there's going to be memorabilia from that. I would
1: love to have something of his from the show. Like, seriously, I think that would be amazing to have. And, I mean, it was really, it was honestly, it was one of the very last things he did before he died. Like, it's one of his, like, last five credits to his name on IMDb. Um, So, honestly, uh, having something from him would be great. Of course, Sam Jackson appeared on the show several times in the first couple seasons, so how cool would it be to actually own a prop from Sam Jackson? So, Ripley's excited.
0: She is, <laughs> very
1: much. Uh, so, I mean, there, there's so many great props from the show. I'm looking forward to at least perusing through them and seeing if something catches my eye that I'd be like, man, it'd just be cool to have that, put that in a glass case and store it in the middle of the house.
0: If you get Sam Jackson's trench coat... You're going to be the coolest kid on the block.
1: We're going to have to build, a, like, a vault in the
0: house. Well, the, I mean, well, the scary thing is, is like, I mean, if you get something like that from this auction, I just know that, like, everything that you already have is coming off the wall, and you're just going to have that one thing there. Yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah, we're, we're going to, you know, we're going to have to install some laser grids. And, Let's take you know, all the
0: shelves out of the fridge and just keep it in there.
1: Yeah, nobody's going to look in there. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Except for us. Yeah. When we're hungry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tim, what are you doing? I'm getting the tater tots out of Sam Jackson's trench coat pocket.
0: All right. Pick the drool up off your shirt.
1: All right. Let's talk about Avatar 2. Oh, do we have to? We, we do. Darn um, it. Which was delayed to 2022. We shared that a few weeks ago.
0: There's no reason to talk about it for another two years. <laughs> uh,
1: John Landu, who uh, is one of the producers for Avatar 2, Uh, He shared a new sneak peek at the underwater vehicle known as the Crab Suit. I had a Crab Suit back in college. Uh, The Crab Suit uh, looks pretty cool. Um, It kind of looks like a crab, and it kind of looks like they're land vehicles from the initial Avatar, but instead of two legs, it's got six.
0: Two hard-shell crab dinners. I look at this, and I'm just sitting here thinking okay, if we're not gonna go that much further than, you know, they come back and they're trying to find unobtainium underwater, if that's where this story is going, I, there is there any reason to watch?
1: I don't know. Here's the thing. I, I, I recently rewatched Avatar. I don't know if I told you that, but I watched it in college and hadn't watched it since. I hated it in college. I thought it was so stupid... It was a waste of time, money, and energy of going to the theater to watch this film.
0: When you were in college and you watched Avatar, were you thinking at that time, hashtag Ferngully? <laughs> hashtag save the rainforest.
1: Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just a
0: little bit. They made a sequel to Ferngully, did they not? I think so, yeah. What was it called? Do you remember the title? Return to Ferngully? Return to Pandora. Return
1: to the ocean. Yeah. I'm ju- I'm gonna watch the second one to see Sigourney Weaver. That's the only reason I'm coming back. I am there to see her reprise her role in whatever capacity is. Hopefully, it's more than just a blink and you miss it cameo. Hopefully, her character comes back in some you know capacity that that's worth her coming back. I don't think she would come back
0: otherwise. Everything that eats, breathes, or squats in the mud wants to kill you and eat your eyes for juju bees. I'm there for Stephen Lang
1: <laughs> but th- that was a different voice, though. you didn't do a Stephen Lang voice. Uh, whose voice was that?
0: Quit being so judgmental
1: i I liked the voice though I did. huh? I did. I liked the voice. yeah, but you just picked it apart. yeah I- but it sounded like somebody else to me. I'm just trying to think of who it was. I know I'm sick. Oh. I'm not myself. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll try better next time. We'll give you a Stephen nap and a Lane. cookie and see what happens.
0: No, oh, I hate cookies.
1: Talk about Mulan, man.
0: You really want me to? Yeah,
1: do it. Unfortunately, do it, but do it.
0: Okay, do well, it. Mulan is going to be releasing on Disney Plus on September 4th. And it's going to be released on September 4th for the great price, plus your $6 descri- uh, subscription every month, twenty nine ninety nine. And additional news breaking on this particular story once you buy it, it's yours forever as long as you keep your subscription active. So, six bucks plus $29.99. Did they get the price right? Have they completely screwed over the theater chains by not allowing them to show Mulan? Boy, a lot of questions about with this one, buddy. And is $29.99 the right price? I think you have to look at this objectively for a certain second. Get beyond your anger. Think about what you would pay to go and see this in IMAX for a single ticket. Then add two or three little kiddos and your spouse. How much money would you pay to go see it in the theaters? Add concessions on top of that. Now, I'm not trying to take one stance or the otherwise. I'm just trying to bring a little math into the subject. What's the better value and what's the lesser of the evils in this situation?
1: I hate math. that's why I became a journalist.
0: No this math. one's this one's tough because I had a discussion mm. about the pricing on this earlier on today. yeah and it made sense when I started looking at it from that perspective. But where I have my hangups is the fact that this is not going to theaters and theaters really need this movie mm-hmm. that's where I have a huge problem yeah I can look past the price and that's where my problem is
1: That that's what I'm failing to understand is why they're pushing this back movie theaters are reopening slowly but surely it's happening we're seeing it right next door to us at the Branson IMAX entertainment complex with their summer rewind series thank you for the IMAX so they are bringing movies back for us to watch oldies goodies yeah. we're enjoying it it's a lot of fun going back but i still want to see some new stuff too and frankly i don't know what they're doing i frankly i did not think that disney had it in them to do this i did not think that was going to be even an avenue that they were going to consider by releasing it online um so now i'm frankly as far as disney goes i'm holding my breath for the new mutants. Um, which got a new trailer yesterday that still has the initial August 28th release date, I believe is when it is. 23 days away. So 23 days for something to go wrong. (laughs) But hopefully something goes right and we still get to see that in theaters.
0: This conversation has me really interested for Black Widow. Oh, yeah. I really want to see if Disney plays their hand with Black Widow and will they do it with that film?
1: I think they're going to wait and see how things happen with Mulan. See what the entrance interest is how people good react
0: good point let uh, me ask you you know, if mulan completely cleans up on the digital side of things and they sell this sucker out for ridiculous amounts of money is that a sure thing is black widow going to go on disney plus
1: i don't know honestly i i, I wish i had they, a definite answer to you but if you would ask me tim if you would ask me yesterday before they announced this tim do you think that they'll put mulan on disney plus
0: i would have told you no Theaters are making the same decision in a certain vein that Disney is. I say this, theaters during the pandemic have got to go where the money is. Yeah. That's why we have the Summer Rewind movie series here. Yep. That's why classic films are being re-released all across the country. Theaters are doing whatever they can to survive. Disney is on a whole other level when it comes to, to monetary value and income and budgeting but they have sustained the losses like every other business out there. Yep. Not on the same level, mind you, but Disney also is having to do whatever they can to maintain their viability. Yeah, I agree. Stocks, shareholders, the whole thing. So, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not on the board. We're not in the business room with Disney, but, you know, I mean, you, you got to stop and you got to think about all the avenues. It may suck from a fan level perspective, but you start to kind of dig down a little bit and you think about it. Parts of it make sense, even though for many of us fans, it is like the worst thing ever.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, here's something that's not the worst thing ever. And I think people are very excited about this. I know I am a who's the boss. Sequel is in development at Sony pictures, television, Tony Danza himself and Alyssa Milano are both on board to reprise their iconic roles. As the father and daughter relationship that families all around the world grew up with over the course of an eight seasons, one hundred and ninety six episodes from the dates of nineteen eighty four to nineteen ninety two. Hold
0: me close, young Tony Danza.
1: Seriously, I, I remember watching the reruns. Of course, the show ended after you know a year after I was born. Uh, However, I remember watching the reruns of this, seeing reruns of, like, Three's Company, seeing reruns of... uh, Oh, what's the other one I was thinking of? Forget it. Uh, But, yeah, (laughs) I'm excited to see this. Honestly, I'm just excited to see Tony Danza in anything. It's been a
0: long time. It has. A very long time. And maybe, perhaps, I'll get an answer to my question as to why he's the only one in that photo that doesn't have a belt on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Those hard-pressing questions. But no, it, it, Tim's right. Alyssa is going to be great. The chemistry that she had with Tony Danza, I'm really looking forward to that. And I really don't care how long this goes for. It's going to be good to have it back on television screens. And I hope that it's a success. Mm-hmm. Naomi Scott continues to get busy. I, and I will say this, it's <laughs> good for her to be distancing herself with anything Charlie's Angels related and, of course, she is going to be starring opposite Anthony Ramos in Amblin's Distant. I like the fact that Amblin's name is attached to this. Yep. We don't have a lot of information about what this project is going to be, but it'll be good to see her back up on Cinema Screen. She's got a lot of great presence. She's done some great things. Obviously, you go back to Power Rangers. You go to Aladdin, of course, uh, and just give her more starring roles. Give her a chance to shine. But stay away from Charlie's Angels.
1: Yeah, I don't think we never watched that, did we? I don't. If we did, I, I tried. I deleted it from my memory.
0: It's it, it's on HBO, and I sat down and I tried to watch it. I lasted maybe about eight minutes and some change before I fell asleep. That's not a good sign.
1: Uh yeah. Well, there you
0: go. That's all you need to know, there, buddy.
1: Well, Elizabeth Banks' comments, you know, that, that she made during the movie, they really bothered me. So I think that's
0: why I probably took a step back from it. I don't believe you one bit after seeing those comments.
1: Yeah. Um, so we got our first trailer for something we talked about during last week's oh, podcast. And I loved it, I loved it so much. So, Nurch, Nurse nurse Ratchet, am I saying this right this time? Yep, you are because I think I called her Nurse Ratcheted. Ratcheted, <laughs>
0: you added an extra D. It's okay, yeah.
1: So, the trailer is here. Go check it out. Um, it's pretty terrifying and a little bit excellent, I think.
0: She's fashionable. I love the color palette, I love the settings, and this. And Sharon Stone's in it. That really surprised me. But I will say this. There's pleasure in pain. There's pleasure in relief. And I think this is going to be just a great origins telling of Nurse Ratched. How she kind of came to be this cold, soulless lifesaver in her own way. And there's just something there's something sinister behind this. There really is something cold and sinister. And I think there... This this trailer plays its hands so well. It's really a perfect teaser. It shows a lot, but it also gives nothing away, and I love that. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And once again, this is Sarah Paulson, so uh, I'm excited to see her in just about anything she does. So should be a lot of fun.
0: She's going to be delicious. She's going to be villainous. Nurse Wretched. Walt Disney Company, brutalized by the coronavirus pandemic, which shuttered its parks and delayed the release of its films, setbacks that nearly sliced its revenues in half during its most recent fiscal quarter, revenues falling forty percent to eleven point seven billion, while diluted earnings per share for the quarter decreased ninety four percent to eight cents, falling from a buck thirty four in the prior year period. Revenues missing expectations, even if the adjusted profit was a pleasant surprise for investors involved with the company. Wall Street had projected revenues of $12.39 billion on adjusted losses per share of 63 cents. The collapse of the theme park business was largely to blame, resulting in a $3.5 billion hit to operating income and a loss of $2 billion if you need to tie that in the decision to put Mulan on Disney+. Plus, That might give you a little bit of insight in the decision-making process.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah, lots of big numbers there, and uh, it's crazy to see how much money that adds up in just these short amount of months that have gone by.
0: And it, it really, it's proof positive that COVID-19 and coronavirus does not care who you are, where you are, the size of your company, big or small. The virus has had an impact.
1: Mm-hmm. hundred uh, percent. Something that's not as depressing. Let's talk about that. Definitely. Uh, You beat me to the punch by milliseconds. I will add that. This. I'm pretty Uh, spry for
0: an old guy, dude. You are.
1: Uh, So here's the thing, guys. If you are living in our neck of the woods, which is Branson, Missouri, that's where Nerd Informants is headquartered. We've mentioned it once. We've mentioned it a thousand times. We've got great, great partners and friends over at the Branson IMAX Entertainment Complex. They've really taken care of us over the years, and we hope that we've done our best to take care of them as well. Uh, They announced the films that are going to be coming this weekend Mm. and all of next week for their summer rewind movie series. I'm going to say the best for last year, but this weekend you're the one that I want. They're bringing in Greece, Olivia
0: Newton, John and John the chin Travolta. They're going to be bringing in footloose with some Kevin bacon, a big city bacon boy in a small town who just wants to dance. And dun
1: dun 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 da dun da dun 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 That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This weekend on the Elite Cinema Three, the Branson IMAX Entertainment Complex is bringing us *The Empire Strikes Back*. Are you excited? Yes, you're excited. Can I hear you say it again? <sighs> the Empire Strikes Back is going to be on the Elite Cinema 3 screen. So go to the Branson IMAX and check it out,
0: ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be fantastic. You know what I got to say to all that hype? I know.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, it's, it's it's beautiful. Thank you, Branson's IMAX Entertainment Complex. So go ahead and pick your day, pick your schedules, go to BransonIMAX.com and Nerd Informants will see you at the movies Ooh, can't wait it's a thing of beauty and honestly i'm still trying to figure out what this word is get ready to decorate with some more shiplap in 2021 uh. you have not partied until you've partied with some shiplap <laughs> joanna and chip Gaines, a pair of home improvement pros who hosted fixer upper for five seasons on hgtv until 2018 are reviving the popular series the two-year vacation was not long enough for the duo. This time for the new venture, the forthcoming Magnolia Network, which will replace existing cabler do-it-yourself network early next year. Magnolia is a joint venture between The Gains and Discovery, Inc. I know this show had a huge following, but they are coming back for more renovations and more shiplap. Yep. That's my new favorite word, hashtag shiplap.
1: Yeah, we're going to get shirts that say shiplap.
0: And it'll be a new radio show, shiplap in the morning. Mm. You go to the Chinese buffet, I would like some shiplap, please. And yes, can I have my fortune cookie? I'm going to get a cat, and I'm going to call my cat shiplap. Uh, (laughs) If Chip
1: Gaines is listening, he's going to get excited. Uh, He should be. Here's to say, I love the show, man. Like, I really love it. Um, You know, I think once or twice you've had to pull me away from watching HGTV because Fixer Upper and Property Brothers has been on, and I've been binging the stuff.
0: No, buddy, that's the Hallmark Channel.
1: Oh, no, that's during Christmas. But during the rest of the year, uh, it's Fixer Upper, Property Brothers,
0: and some of those awesome other shows on HGTV. Well, you watch the Property Brothers because you've been dreaming about a beard since you were young. Yeah. You've been trying to grow a beard since you were young.
1: Yeah, hopefully June, Drew and John Scott, they uh, they have some effect on me. <laughs> so,
0: anyway... I got my hormones from the TV.
1: (laughs) Well, now that we're, let's talk about something not depressing. We keep talking about depressing things like my lack.
0: We got shiplap out of that. That's not depressing.
1: Yeah, but then we turn the conversation to my lack thereof of a beard, and that's pretty depressing. You'll have it. All right, I'm going to try to read all this. These are some big words, so hang on to your butts, guys. Microsoft's video game streaming technology Project xCloud will be coming to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate on September 15th at no additional cost to members. Wow. The initial, ro- the initial rollout covers 22 countries across... North America, Europe, and South Korea and gives players access to more than 100 games including Destiny 2, Gears 5, Minecraft Dungeons, The Outer Worlds, Sea of Thieves, and Yakuza Kozawa 2. Kawami 2.
0: (laughs) Well done. You got through that. Thank you. That's very impressive.
1: I've been working on my diction.
0: Project X Cloud is going to be a big thing. The fact that they're bundling this in at no extra cost... Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, really proving that Xbox and Project X Cloud will be the way you will play for the foreseeable future. They've showed off the technology in more than one way, tablet access, Android phones. Hey, Microsoft, let's go ahead and get over any angst you've got with Apple. I would love to hook up a controller to my iPhone and give this bad boy a try. It would give me an opportunity to get back on the Microsoft platform before we get into holiday season. That's the one big thing they're missing, and they are alienating a huge portion of the mobile market by not huge. having. Yeah, it's huge, huge. They they have the Apple products. Love me some Apple. There is nothing better than the Apple iPhone C. Which you did. I I got to get off that box. But anyway, <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Good, good time. September fifteenth. That's great for holiday season. We just need Apple on board, and Project X Cloud will probably dominate the market. Yeah, X Cloud. Whoop whoop. Tim knows nothing about it. That's why you could sense the sarcasm in his voice. Paul Thomas Anderson. Bradley Cooper is in talks for his next film. That is a name that Paul Thomas Anderson is yet to work with. Yep. But boy, I tell you what, he has had some major star turns in his directing career. Love everything that Paul Thomas Anderson has done. And this is a pairing that I'm very excited about. And I think we could get a performance out of Bradley Cooper that we have yet to see, which is also mm. a reason... I'm very excited for this potential pairing.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm big fans of both of those guys. So excited to see what they bring to the table.
0: I mean, Bradley Cooper is a deranged psycho. Could you feel that? 100%. Love it. I think really I'm, do. I'm excited I'm about that.
1: Uh, so the CW network revealed several posters. Oh, I like this. And really I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, what they did, but they did, debuted. I almost said they butted. <laughs> They debuted a series of official he- Real Heroes Wear Mask promotional posters, which features the heroes of the Arrowverse in support of people wearing masks. So you'll, if you'll join us on any of our social pages, you'll see the pictures of The Flash and Supergirl and White Canary and Black Lightning and even, uh, <laughs> and even Stargirl as well as Superman. And, of course, everyone's favorite little stuffed blue animal, Bebo, wearing a mask. So... Bebo. Bebo. Bebo want cuddles. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, strong message from the CW, and they've always been one to uh, really let their voices be heard through the characters that they have, and uh, the actors behind those characters are typically always one to support them. So, uh, another point up for the CW, in my opinion.
0: Well, and look at it this way. Just like political polarization, people loved this and people hated it. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Netflix has reportedly signed Toby Haynes, director of episodes of Doctor Who and Sherlock, to direct episodes of The Sandman, according to the Illuminati, who had a scoop on that. Don't really know much of Toby Haynes and his work, but hey, I'm excited about The Sandman. If he brings a unique vision to it, I think we'll have a win-win as fans. I like that.
1: Yeah, uh, the, the community... The British television community, as I should put it, uh, is a huge fan of this guy. So apparently pe- people are really excited about this new development. So I guess maybe it means more if you live over in jolly old England than it does over here in good old USA. <laughs> uh, Marvel Studios Director of Visual Development and Concept Artist Andy Park shared, this, shared a concept design L- illustration of Kate Bishop on Twitter that he did for the upcoming Hawkeye Disney Plus series. Um, It it has been shown before, but this is probably the best look that we've gotten of it yet because the initial look was just a flash on TV screen whenever they were announcing the fact that they were doing the Hawkeye series. So this looks pretty cool. Even cooler now that we have pretty sure confirmed reports that Haley Steinfeld's going to be Kate Bishop. So Uh, I I just see her falling into this role so perfectly in the costume and the design that they have here. I think she's going to fit it perfectly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really like the look. I love the comic accuracy of it. I love the bright purple. I love the sunglasses, the headband. Lethal, beautiful, all in the same as Kate Bishop. And, I mean, looking at the concept art here, I see Haley Steinfeld in the image already. So I think it's an absolute match. Just go ahead and lock up the rest and make it happen. You had a great picture, and I love these. And eventually, I'm going to see these probably on Tim's shelf somewhere probably. here at HQ. Yep. You can say hello to the first-ever McDonald's Mascots Funko Pop Collection featuring Officer Mac Grimace, the Hamburglar, Mayor McCheese, and, of course, Ronald McDonald himself. You can purchase them individually, but there is also a five-pack up for sale. Go ahead and buy the five-pack, Timmy, and bring it on home to Nerd Informants HQ. They're adorable. They're neat. And honestly... I love Hamburglar the most. He's really cool looking, red hair and all, and the classic tie. And here's the
1: thing. In recent years, there really hasn't been any of the Ronald McDonald family toys being released. McDonald's decided to, I don't know, grow up a little bit. And so, really, they've not really leaned on Ronald McDonald as much as they used to. And, uh, you know, the McDonald gang... So seeing these toys being put out in development is a pretty cool throwback to my childhood for sure. Uh, Speaking of James Gunn, who we've mentioned a couple times already during the show, the Suicide Squad director shot down rumors earlier this week that Alice Braga would be appearing as Poison Ivy in his DCEU film. So she's not Poison Ivy. I Guess we're going to have to wait and find out who she is, and more importantly, If she's actually in the film. So we still don't know that for 100% yet either.
0: And to add a little bit of curiosity to the rumors and the talk, I mean, by the way, happy birthday to James Gunn. He is the birthday boy. There was a nice little birthday tribute out from the cast of the Suicide Squad on his Twitter. But interestingly enough, if Alice Braga is not Poison Ivy, and Alice Braga is nowhere to be found in this movie... Why, oh why, was she at the very beginning of the birthday tribute video to James Gunn? As a matter of fact, Alice Braga herself followed right behind one Harleen Quinzel and Margot Robbie. Ooh, so... That, Further fanning the fire, if you will. What was Alice Braga doing in a video if she's not associated with the cast or the film?
1: That, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, I, I guess let's go ahead and say, hey, she's in the movie, but we can say... James Gunn is confirming she will not be playing Poison Ivy. So I, I, I'm interested to see who she'll be bringing to life. There's, there's so many options. So many obscure random characters that James Gunn is planning on bringing to life in this movie, reportedly. Uh, including Arms Fall Off Man and Polka Dot Man. So it should be interesting.
0: Pretty cool catch from the boy. Yeah. Indeed, <laughs> I'm pretty proud of myself on that one. A little bit of sleuthing going on. Proud of you. You did good. Thank you, my friend.
1: That'll do, pig. That'll do.
0: I know I've been putting on a lot of weight, okay, but I'm really conscious about it.
1: No, I just said that because I love bacon and anyway.
0: I do make some mean bacon on the weekends. Anyway,
1: yeah. Uh, Let's see. Where are we at? I, I kind of lost Dude, my spot.
0: We are on Spider-Man swinging into Marvel's Avengers as a PlayStation exclusive.
1: That's this pretty
0: cool. It's really awesome, but boy, we are really ticking off all of the other gamers in the gamosphere, <laughs> namely PC gamers, Xbox gamers, and everybody's all in an uproar going, why does PlayStation get all of the awesome exclusives? Why oh why can't we have Spider-Man? Well, in an attempt to like maybe diffuse the tension and try to put out the fires of gamer anger and rage, they pretty much said, oh yes, Spider-Man, it's just a one-off thing, we're not going to be doing any more exclusives, it's just Spider-Man. Well, that's a pretty freaking big deal. Yeah. I mean, give the PlayStation fan base Spider-Man, and then we, the rest of us don't get anything.
1: Yeah. So my thought process is... I don't want this to
0: be like a tit-for-tat, you get this, we get that type of a scenario. They've said they're not going to do it again, but this is is big enough, and I think it's a mistake, honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean... uh, uh, You know, it doesn't surprise me. I'll definitely throw this out there. It doesn't surprise Maybe. me with the Spider-Man relationship that's developed in recent years with PlayStation.
0: Maybe the like the Insomniac uh, Spider-Man game. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I'm I'm thinking, you know, between that and the recent Miles Morales game being announced, I, I I got a feeling that you know PlayStation is rubbing elbows with the Spider-Man folks over at Marvel and going, hey, eh, come on, give us this, mm. give us this.
0: That's so, a that's a very good point.
1: So. Uh, speaking of Spider Man, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, speaking of Spider Spider Man, man, you've
0: created a new character. It's Spider Man swinging the speed.
1: <laughs> cider Man coming home this Christmas.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you will like him hot. You like him cold. You like him five days old. Uh, Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson in the Devil all the time uh is a movie that's coming out soon and we got our very very first look at the film and the characters in the film so spider-man batman in the same film at the same time it should be pretty awesome (laughs) uh i'm pretty stoked to uh to see these two work together i think it could be interesting robert pattinson is quickly making a name for himself uh outside of the twilight film so we'll see what happens I'm not sure what my co host is doing here, but it's kind of scaring me.
0: I was just getting some great photos, you know? I, and, I, you know, I want to say this. I'm like, I really want to see, like, Robert Pattinson be a corrupt preacher in this, and I want to see him put Tom Holland through an exorcism.
1: Ooh, that would be fun. That would be
0: an absolute first. Batman and Spider Man in an exorcism drama about a corrupt church. Yeah, you're liking this, aren't you? You're like, okay. I'm game. This could be crazy (laughs) enough to work. If that's not the movie that this is, we're going to make it ourselves. Yep, yep, we're going to do it. There's a demon in your house. Now you show up, Ripley, where the heck have you been? (laughs) Stephen King announcing a crime novel. Okay, wait a minute. Stephen King and a crime novel, hashtag later, to be published in early 2021. I I like the noir of the cover. Mm-hmm. And I love the tagline on the top of the book. Only the dead have no secrets. That's I'm intrigued. True. I'm intrigued. This is a whole new direction for Stephen King. And I'm there for it. I, I believe I'm going to pick this up.
1: I mean, do you think maybe he's gotten tired of horror? Is that is that something that, that can Dude, happen?
0: If Stephen King has gotten tired of horror, he's earned the right to be tired of horror and move on yeah. to something else. I mean,
1: well, frankly, you know, He's so good at horror, I would love for him to write a comedy. I, I think horror and comedy go hand-in-hand hand a lot better than any other jo- genre. I really do. So, I would definitely like to see Stephen King try his hand at writing a comedy. Whether it's a screenplay or a novel, novel uh, either or, I'd be game
0: for. Stephen King could direct Wedding Crashers too, and I would be in the theater for it.
1: I'm game, as long as he's got a cameo. Oh, Wow. Wow! Hey, oh, you got me started now. Hey, listen, I
0: had, to, I had to give you the chance to do it because it's so awesome.
1: Wow! Okay, oh. hey guys, dude, right. guess
0: what? What's that? You, you actually get sad news yeah, again. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, this broke my heart. I really hated yeah. seeing this.
1: Uh, so the engineer behind the modern computer mouse, which was first demonstrated in 1968 by William English. Has passed away at the age of ninety-one. Very sad news. Um, I can't imagine where we would be without the computer mouse. Uh, uh, Gosh, Uh, you know, it's one of those strange things where you know I've never heard this man's name before my entire life, but now that he's gone, I'm definitely going to miss him. Um, It's very sad, and I I hate that we put sad posts sometimes up on our pages, but um, these folks deserve recognition for the contributions that they made to our society, and that includes the computer mouse.
0: Pioneer. I mean, we would not have what we enjoy right now as we record this podcast without the genius and the work that William English put in. So, sir, we will never, ever, ever forget you, and thank you very much for your contributions to the tech world. Trick-or-treat Sam Deluxe pop figure arrives for Halloween. Yep, if you want to know where your burlap sack went, he is wearing <laughs> it. I like this Funko. This looks really, really cool. The movie was awesome, and it's about time this little guy got his tribute. And it's perfect. It really is perfect. And this would be great for your Halloween shelf. Matter of fact, you don't have really like any like scary like, pop figures or, or, I mean, there's probably a reason for that. There's a demon in your house, but... Come on, you gotta you gotta give Sam a spot on your shelf. He's so cute. He's pretty cute.
1: I I won't disagree with that. Uh, that I'm, should be
0: I'm, our cosplay. Burlap bags. Yep.
1: Mm, yeah, burlap boys. Um, so,
0: Bur, burlap boys.
1: We the burlap boys. How you doing? Uh, uh, so this bit of news broke the internet uh, a couple days ago. Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia, and Jerry Cardendale's Redbird Capital have agreed to buy XFL, the bankrupt football league founded by WWE CEO Vince McHoon. McMahon, Mac, Mac McMahon, Mac <laughs> McMahon.
0: McMahon. Stay 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 with it.
1: Uh in a statement XFL president <laughs> Tom Pollack called the deal "quote unquote a Hollywood ending for the league's sale process." The XFL was scheduled to go to a bankruptcy auction this week, but Redbird Johnson and Garcia have required XFL parent company Alpha Entertainment for only fifteen million dollars, canceling the bankruptcy proceedings. Wow! So if you got fifteen million dollars laying around, apparently you can just go buy, you know, a uh, football league, um, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't have. The Rock's got a lot of
0: money. Yeah. And and, and obviously, I don't know if this is related or not, but when he bought this, I would just say this. um, The episode of Monday Night Raw completely went off the rails. Like, it was insane. And apparently there was reports out that Vince McMahon was absolutely losing it during production. Oh, I bet. He was in a really bad mood. Nobody knew why. Things were getting changed at the last second. And really, it was a show that you literally did not know what to expect. And I say this because we got matches we weren't expecting to see, crazy dialogue. There was, like, some gratuitous language in it. And then Shane McMahon shows up at the end of the show and says, Hey, welcome to Raw Underground. So this is like UFC light. There's no ring ropes. They look like they're shooting it in a warehouse. And um, forgive me for saying this. Um, uh, <laughs> let's, just, let's just say um, women dancers scantily clad. So it was nothing like the PG message that the WWE has been going for. So the rock buys the XFL and then raw goes completely and utterly bonkers and shame McMahon returns. So there you go. Yeah. So crazy. Absolutely crazy. We also got a first sneak peek of John Boyega and Steve McQueen's hotly anticipated series, small acts. It's going to be dropping on the BBC and Amazon later this year. And I think we got some funny comments. I mean, Michelle D has got to give a shout out. Hey, what's up, Michelle and Christopher? Um, And that's D's Nerds, by the way. So make sure you check them out. Totally mistook him, Denzel Washington. And when she said that, I read her comment, and then I went back and I looked at the photo, and I'm like, "Yep,
1: uh-huh, hundred percent.
0: He looks looks a lot like. I mean, I'm like, go ahead and put him in a Remember the Titans remake, and we've got Herman Boone. See, I would. It's crazy. He looks so much like him in that photo.
1: How cool would it be for them to have a father son? character uh for a movie i mean i I think that they could pull that off amazingly i would love to see that so you know john get get denzel on the phone and make that happen let's see something cool uh speaking of photos (laughs) we also got some really cool behind the scenes photos for the kingsman which includes quote-unquote seeds for kingsman 3 according to director matthew vaughn uh, so definitely visit our social pages to check some of these out. They look pretty cool, and it's getting me hyped for this movie even
0: more. So, I mean, you know, I'm really going to be interested to see how this ties the narrative together and plants those seeds for, again, uh, Kingsman 3. I mean, how do you, where do you think they could go with that? I mean, does that give you anything to go off of or what, about how they could tie the films together mm-hmm. and then leap forward in time?
1: Maybe it'll be time travel and Ralph Fiennes will show up in Kingsman 3, just like, we need to go back. Back to the future, and then they'll speed off into
0: DeLorean. Something's got to be done about your kids, Eggsy. (laughs) Something's got to be done about your kids. Well, what do we turn into? (laughs) Buttholes or something? (laughs) No, 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 no. You turn out fine, Eggsy. Yeah, there's a lot of potentials for that, but I'm excited for this. The action looks really good. I love the period and the set piece for this. Just give me the overtop action. I've said this in prior uh, nerdcasts. I got to see it. I got to see it to keep me invested. Yep, 100%. Rob Letterman is adapting a video game beyond good and evil for Netflix. Please do not fall into the pratfalls that Paul W.S. Anderson has created with the Resident Evil series. Just look to that as an example of something to stay away from. I have no idea how good or bad Monster Hunter is going to be, but do not take your props from that guy, Rob. Please do not do it. Because if you screw this up, I will say this to you, the fans of Beyond Good and Evil are never going to let it die. They're never going to let you live it down. We, I mean, we have seen in 2020 just how toxic gaming fandom can be. If you mess this up, dare I say, your career might be over before it even gets started and off the ground. Because gaming fans, they just don't forgive. Nope. Sorry to say
1: it or forget indeed that's why we haven't gotten a new mario brothers movie
0: ever that yeah <laughs> i just threw up in my mouth a little bit yeah eat the mushroom john Leguizamo, the late bob hoskins we miss you bob yeah
1: i'm mario mario that's my brother luigi mario it's a me
0: mario uh Halo,
1: the Master Chief Collection crossplay is coming in twenty twenty. You might have to elaborate on this more for myself and others, Mr. Grisham.
0: Halo Master Chief Collection obviously is very beloved in the Xbox gaming community, but this one is a big deal for everybody that has been on PC. And has been waiting for this game to come out. It has been a big wait. But this type of addition to the game is a very big deal. Because this allows multi-platforms to come together. So if you've owned the game for your Xbox, um, this is going to tie those communities together. And it's going to give you more options. And it's going to expand the game in a major way. The Master Chief Collection made better by this addition. So it's going to be one for you guys to watch. Expect it and play with everybody that you know without limitations.
1: Very exciting,
0: very big deal, and of course, as we continue on here in the podcast, I'm having to scroll back down because my 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 system kicked me right back up to the top of the page. So I'm back on day one. So if you want to take oh, the next all one, right. go well, ahead.
1: Well, let's talk about this. Um, if you say the word ridiculous, what do you think of in 2020? Because I know what I think of, cats. Um, Cats. Cats.
0: The uh, litter box is also pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Especially if you let it sit for several days.
1: Well, I also think of litter box when I think of cats, especially the film that came out. Tig squat, and bury the movie. Heyo, oh <laughs> uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, who is the guy who invented cats. I mean, no, I mean, he's the dude, okay, of cats. He says the movie adaptation of cats was, quote-unquote, ridiculous. So, the dude that created it does not like it. Chances are, it's crap. So, I personally never watched it. I had no interest in watching people walking around like cats. If I wanted to see that, I'd go walking outside my own house.
0: Personally, I loved what the fan community has done for this movie because there's, like, um, some special editions out there that uh, allows you to see things that you probably weren't meant to see in the original movie, and I, I did The fan parodies and the memes for this have really just kind of given this thing some new life because the movie was just that much horrible. And the fans have just been taking that and running with it on YouTube and everywhere else. And some of that stuff is just pretty much downright hilarious. I've loved every bit of it.
1: Well, and I think we've talked about this before in a past podcast, but apparently there was (laughs) a version of the film that included all the cats having buttholes.
0: That's exactly what I was talking about, but thank you for going full tilt and saying the word. Yeah, well,
1: hashtag release the butthole cut. (laughs) 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 When Zack Snyder's done with Justice League, he's got a new project.
0: Yeah, and I actually watched that.
1: Uh, and it was
0: it was just I mean it was if the movie was already disturbing this one took it to a whole other level yeah whole <laughs> hey hey ho oh. uh, anyway before I make everybody sick from the cast Microsoft confirms that it wants to buy TikTok I wonder where Microsoft would get the idea to buy TikTok maybe perhaps it comes. From somebody that's president, that's got a problem with China, and he's got a problem with other things that are pretty much his business and I know nothing about, but uh, where oh where did Microsoft get the idea to buy TikTok? Hmm. I'm so, hopefully I can find the answer. I just wanted to tell you that this is pretty much on the table, and apparently this is supposed to happen um, by uh, September. Huh.
1: Cool. Well, maybe maybe, yeah. maybe more people watch our TikTok and Microsoft buys it. Yeah. Yeah, we have a TikTok channel, guys, in case you didn't see it. We, we've got some pretty funny stuff, including... You know, Instagram
0: has got a TikTok competitor now, and it's called Reels. Oh, really? Maybe we yes. should join that,
1: too. Maybe we'll be more successful there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you just saying that, talking about that president that, that you, we shall not mention, uh, I think I realized why that president has a problem with China, and it's because... China's got a great wall and he doesn't. <laughs>
0: but, um, tss, wow. Oh,
1: uh, I need to be a stand up comedian. Oh my gosh, I'm so
0: talented. Dude, you could revolutionize the comedy business and call yourself the sit down comedian. <laughs> uh, I love it. I'm all, I'm there for it. I'm game. Brie Bella, she is a mom of two. Total Bella star, 36, and her husband, Daniel Bryan, the yes. The yes chance. As soon as I read the news, I stood up at the office at work, and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And they welcomed their second child. And they've got a son. It's a boy. Born on August the 1st, Bree made the post on Instagram on Sunday, overwhelmed with joy, and everyone is healthy. The mom of two added, and her sister and her husband have also had their baby just days apart. Wow, that's so, weird. Yeah, the Bella twins got pregnant around the same time, and they went through their entire pregnancy together and delivered their babies just days apart.
1: How much do you think that was like for TV? Like,
0: wait a minute, an, an, an influencer pregnancy? I mean yeah pretty much maybe
1: that's what we need to do we need to get pregnant and maybe somebody will offer us a tv show how
0: dare you i'm very protective of my food baby (laughs) if you and i want to go and pack down like a bunch of burritos and have food babies at the same time we can film that
1: Ooh, i think that's a new segment
0: food babies food babies it's a new country show coming to you from the midwest in missouri it's called dueling bathroom visits with the nerd informants (laughs) Go inside for a very special look. Size, color, and frequency. Dueling bathrooms coming next season to A. In the spin-off show. Stuff that junk. <laughs> wow.
1: Anyway, uh, well, at least we'll get a spin-off show called, you know, work out with the nerd informants.
0: Uh sweating to yeah. the informants. Yeah. That sounds like a cop drama. Ooh. Uh-uh. BBC, look out. Um, <laughs> oh, my word. So this got You're me... You're a bad influence on me.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, this got me excited, but also sad at the same time.
0: Yeah, it made me excited and broke my heart all at once.
1: Seth Rogen said that a Jerks. Pineapple Express 2 was turned down due to budget concerns. So there is a place, an alternate reality, where the Pineapple Express 2 exists. We don't live in that reality. What? And that makes me sad. Why? 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 Because... It was a great movie. I think now more than ever, we need to bring this movie back.
0: I mean, what else is these guys doing? There, there was an unrivaled bro code. You know, we're, we're talking about budget concerns. I mean, I get that. Yeah, I understand budget concerns. But for God's sakes, Seth Rogen needs to stop becoming a pickle and making ashtrays. Yeah, I heard about that. I want to watch that. I mean, I want to watch it. I do want to see it. I really it. do. But we got to get him off the couch, and we got to stop him making pottery. I mean, he's basically making bongs and ashtrays. That's what he's doing. And, and, and Franco, I mean, he's gone and hiding. I mean, he had some salacious things come out, and and he's disappeared. He has. Dave's getting work, but where the heck is James. Who knows? He probably looks like Pineapple Express right now because he's been off radar for so long. I love them both. This movie had bro code. I love it. Yeah. But come on. I mean, we're throwing money up in the air. I mean, I know budgets are tight for coronavirus and COVID, but we need some joy. Pineapple Express 2, with its edibles, could probably bring us some joy. Think about all the candy crossover promotion you could have with this. Yeah, it's true. Come to Pineapple Express 2 at the IMAX and get a complimentary muffin. Oh, you took a trip to Montana without flying there? It's normal.
1: Yeah. Uh, Man, so we we already talked about Sam Neill, so I'm going to bypass that. Oh, Uh, no. No. And you're going to hit me with another set of sad news. And uh, I don't know. This, this one's hard, guys, and I, I really hesitated about how to write this and how to put this together, so I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to read it verbatim because I'm probably going to have a hard time talking about it otherwise. I got your back. Actor Wilford Brimley, best known to this generation for his diabetes PSA campaigns, died at the age of 85 earlier this week. The actor passed away in Utah after being admitted to a local ICU on dialysis. Brimley has over seventy acting credits to his name, including roles roles in including roles in Cocoon, The Thing, Hard Target, True Grit, The Waltons, How the West Was Won, The Firm, Our House, Seinfeld, as a spokesperson for Quaker Oats. I believe Timber the Treasure Dog, Masquerade, and so many, 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 many more. So I mean, seriously, this guy became famous to my generation because diabetes. And seriously, he he broke the internet whenever I was in college because of that. and I've been a huge fan of his work. Uh, huge fan of his PSAs. I mean, how many actors are known for doing their PSAs? I mean, seriously?
0: Well, he was. I mean, he was a, a huge advocate for diabetes and of course, senior health. Um, and he spoke with passion. He was an actor that had unrivaled gravitas. I mean, mm-hmm. he had the levity, he had the humor. And all of the films that he appeared in, he had an opportunity to, to really show us all of that and then some. Yeah. Fountain of Youth and Cocoon, I, I, I love that aspect with him. Um, Wilford, he was just a part of everybody's childhood. And it didn't matter if you didn't see all of his movies. It was rare because if you didn't see him in a movie, you saw him on the TV screen. Yeah, And I would just implore you, go back and revisit his work. Go back and watch his movies Go back and find his PSAs on YouTube. And just remember Wilford Brimley fondly for his work. Great actor. He will be sorely missed. 70 acting credits plus to his name. That's big. Yeah. Very, very big. And, I mean, I love the pictures that you posted up there that uh, it just reminded of reminded me of all of his range. Yeah. Great with kids. Great as a storyteller. Great as an advocate. Wilford Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Yep. Rest in peace, good sir.
0: 150 people in Rhode Island accidentally received tax refund checks signed by none other than Mickey Mouse and Walt Disney rather than their state officials. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The, mis- the misprinted signatures were on 176 tax refund checks, and the error was the result of a technical glitch in the printing system for the state's division of taxation. Um. So mess up at the state level. I wonder if the government even got wind of it. Oh, no. Or maybe that treasury guy up there on the government level and that one president dude said, ah, just let it roll. It'll be all right. It's fine.
1: (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Uh Oh, boy. Oh, (laughs) boy. Come on, Pluto. (laughs) Uh, Lucasfilm. Excuse me. Uh, Lucasfilm reportedly won't be using Ray Park as Darth Maul. Following explicit Instagram post.
0: Yeah, I uh, Uh-oh. I saw a little bit about this, and honestly, I don't think there's going to be any uh, bringing him back down the road, because there's a lot of things that were glorified in that, and there's probably a lot more to the story and probably some explanations that Ray Park can give, but I... Just based off of what I've seen, I don't think it's going to be salvageable. And that's sad. Yep. And obviously our community had a lot to say on that as well. Yep. I want you to talk about this because this also got a huge amount of reaction from our community. And a lot of people giving you crap for it as well. And, um, And when I say crap, it's good crap. It's good. It's good crap. Such a good thing as good crap. I think there is because. Your crap sure is lovely. People, people were in shock. People were supportive and people were like, Hey, you've got to watch it. It's absolutely amazing and awesome. But Tim Church went to the elite cinema three gang. He sat down and he watched from his boy, the man who brought him up on Batman, Joel Schumacher and Richard Donner, Dick Donner himself. It is the lost boys. And man, amazing soundtrack, amazing cast. And, Kiefer Sutherland with a sweet 80s mullet.
1: <laughs> so
0: what did you think of the movie? And now's your, ti- now's your chance to shine, buddy. Tell them all about it.
1: So here's the thing. Uh, the moment that it, the film opened, within five seconds, it occurred to me, this feels like a lethal weapon film. And seconds later, Dick Donner's name popped onto the screen and I suddenly realized I'm in for a treat. So fast forward to the end of this movie where I discovered horror and comedy and heartbreak and, and death love by stereo. And death by stereo. Uh, and never invite a vampire into your house. I already knew this because I was. You silly a, boy. I was a pretty avid fan of vampire diaries, so
0: you invite a nerd informant into your house, it renders you completely powerless. It's true. <laughs> we'll eat
1: all your cookies. <laughs> Uh, No, I did tremendously enjoy this.
0: Uh, Oh, that makes me so happy to hear you say that.
1: Honestly, I'm a big fan of the entire cast. Uh, I'm curious, though, and this is a silly thing to get caught up on, but Alex Winter was called Alexander Winter. Mm -hmm. So for this film, was he trying to become more of a serious actor? Was he trying to steer away from his comedy upbringing? Perhaps he just
0: got it confused and he thought it was Shakespeare in love.
1: <laughs> uh, so I should also add, man, my chair is slipping and I'm falling down. Forgive me. Uh, but the cast was great. Everybody was great. Getting to see the two quarries together was great. Uh, and here's here's something I don't know if I've even told you this, but I have had a lifelong crush on Jamie Gertz. Really? Literally one of my favorite actresses. I love her and everything. She was in a show called Still Standing whenever I was a kid, where she played a mom, and I had a tremendous crush on her in that show. Of course, you know, I know her from Twister and other films. So, of course, getting to see her and all her young beauty in this film just hit, hit my heart a, a flutter, it reminded me of my childhood days. But, yeah, Jamie Gertz uh, is one of my
0: childhood crushes. So what did you think of the Haim-Feldman effect?
1: I thought they had great chemistry together. I thought it was pretty awesome to, to see those two together uh, in this film. And Honestly, I think this is the only film that I've seen them two together in. So,
0: Which is exactly why, and I promise the community that I am going to raise Mr. Church the right way, and he will eventually see License to Drive, which is another great movie with Corey Feldman and Corey Haim alongside a very young, and I say very young, Heather Graham.
1: Really? Yes. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that they were in this together.
0: It's a, it's a very fun movie, and it's one that I think you're really going to appreciate and like. But I'm glad you got a chance to see this, and I'm glad you got a chance to like it, and it's all thanks to the IMAX and the Summer Rewind movie series. Yeah, I love it. Thank you, IMAX. Keep them coming. Well, friends, I tell you what, this is an official wrap on this Informant's Nerdcast. This is episode nine. Season one continues on. Now, if you're listening and you like what you hear, there's one aspect out of well over an hour of content that you love. Be sure to do what Matthew did. Give the gift of informing to your family members and friends. Tell them about it. Tell them where they can find it. Listen live, join us, and it's a great way to be informed. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and of course, everywhere you get your podcasts. My friend, any parting words before we close out episode nine?
1: No, I love you guys. Thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to share nerdy goodness with you every week. It's much appreciated. Uh, If you have anything you'd like us to talk about, let us know. We'd
0: love to touch on those subjects. We're looking at getting into counseling here in the next couple of weeks, friends. It's going to be a great time. Until we see you next week, Mr. Tim is going to be going on a well-deserved vacation with a fam. Episode 10 will be with you soon. So until we see you then, fellow geeks and nerds, as we always say, be be informed. informed. You've been informed by the Informants Nerdcast, presented by Nerd Informants Media. Find new episodes on Anchor Podcasting Services and stay connected to Nerd Informants on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.